0: Welcome to Legacy Church. Thank you for joining us in our journey to see our potential in Christ become a legacy in our community. We hope that you're encouraged by this word from Pastor Chad Owens and pray that you will walk away with something incredible from your time here with us. But before I want to get into the message this morning, I want to say, man, I'm glad to be here today. I'd much rather be here today than where I was last Sunday. And uh, But thank you for all your prayers and... Uh, all those things that you guys prayed for me this week and, and last week, and I want to thank everybody that filled in last Sunday, and a special thanks to Logan uh, to, for preaching the Word, And um, but I'm glad to be here this morning. And um, But before I get into the message, this past week has just been just some time of reflection, and I've just been going over some, some things in my mind, and that's this past week I was up here, I think it was Thursday or Friday, and... And I was praying and I was praying for 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 these seats, for for these for whoever sits in these seats, man, just a, a spiritual awakening in their in their heart. Because I know that every year, every church, well, I can't say every church, majority of churches start off the year with a fast and, and a time of prayer, 21-day fast, 10-day whatever, whatever they decide to do. And so I was just praying, and, and as Logan said, they're they're about to start their fast today. But I, I was praying for our church and I said, Lord, you know. I'm going to be part of a fast. I want, to, I want to get one-on-one with you. I want to get refocused, God, because the word that I keep hearing in my mind for this year for myself is focus. That's what I keep going over in my spirit is focus, because I know, and just like you, we've all been there. It's easy to get out of focus. Anybody ever been to the chiropractor before? Why do you go? Well, because you hurt, but because your body's out of line. You go to get what? Adjusted. To get everything back in line, for everything to work accordingly the way it's supposed to. And so that's what I believe fasting and prayer does. It gets you back into the focus. It gets you readjusted. It gets, you, it, it gets your priorities right. And it, listen, fasting is not a diet. So if you're looking to go into a fast to lose weight, then you're looking for the wrong thing. Go into the prayer and fasting time. Why? Because I believe in just a moment I'm going to share with you, guys. We're in a spiritual battle. We're in a spiritual warfare, and I'm going to tell you this morning is this: It's time that the enemy releases his hands on our families and on our lives, man. I'm telling you this morning it only it only happens through prayer and fasting. We are trying to fight the devil with fleshly things, and he's winning. We need to fight him with spiritual things, the things that God's given us in our life, so that we so that we will come out victorious. So from February the uh, the, not excuse me, January the 27th to February the 5th, I'm, I'm encouraging the church to fast and pray with me. Maybe you have a need in your life, maybe you have a situation in your own life that you need to pray and fast over. Do it during that time. Get one-on-one with God. Get along with God, whatever you need to do. Go go for a drive. Go go for a walk in the mountains. Whatever it is that you need to do during that time, find some time to get along with God because I'm telling you guys, when we can find that time to get along with God and we can get in his presence and we can pray and we can fast, man, things begin to happen. Miracles begin to happen. Amen. All right, let me see. Miracles begin to happen. Amen? Amen. How many guys need to want to see a miracle in your life? How many guys want to see a miracle in your family? then we got to do what needs to be done. And that is to pray and fast and really get before the Lord and and go after Him. So I'm encouraging you guys during that time to pray and fast and to go after God. But before that, before we start, I want to preach this morning on the subject of spiritual warfare. And I've titled this simply, I've titled the message simply this, Not Strong Enough. Because what I thought about this week is there's somebody here today There's somebody that's sitting in this room today that you're in a fight right now. You're in a spiritual battle. You're in a fight right now with the enemy. And it's time that you stand and you tell the devil where he belongs and you start winning in this situation. There's drug issues. There's family issues. There's so many other things that's going on in our family, guys. And I'm telling you today, it's time that we stand and we battle one-on-one with the enemy. It's time that we fight. It's, time that the, it's not time for the church to tuck their tails and run away from him. But it's time that the church stands up and, and begins to fight the devil one-on-one. Not with fleshly issues, but with spiritual issues, with spiritual things that, the God, that God has given us in our life. And I believe that's what God wants to do in this new year in, 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 in lives that are here today or not even here today is that let there be a spiritual awakening in your life. Let there be a spiritual opening of your eyes in your life. That you would begin to see the Spirit move in your situations. That God would begin to do new things in your life, but also in your family's life. But it starts with prayer and fasting. It starts seeking the face of God. It starts with getting us getting on our knees and crying out to Jesus and, and doing the things that we need to do and humble, uh, humbling ourselves and get before the throne room and war and battle and prayer. Because that's where it's won. If you want to win out there, then it's won on your knees in here. But, but the problem is, is we're trying to go out there and we're trying to win battles out there and we haven't even prepared ourselves spiritually in here. There's a time of preparation. There's a time of refocus. There's a time of readjusting. Man, and so for the next 10 days, starting next Sunday, that is a great time to get refocused with God. I'm not telling you that you're a bad person. I'm not a bad person. But what I do and know and understand is I become a busy person and I lose my perspective in life and I get out of kilt. I get out of kilt a little bit. I get out of of what needs to happen in my life. And more than anything, I want this church to win. I don't want this church to just survive. I want it to win. I want you to win. I want to win. But it starts as a church to getting before God and and praying and fasting and, and crying out to God. Why? Because maybe you yourself has an issue in your own life. Maybe there's something that you want to change in your life. Maybe there's a family issue that you need to change in your life or that somebody else needs to change in their life. It starts with us crying out to God. Maybe it's a coworker. Maybe it's a friend. Maybe it's a family member. I don't know. Because here's what I know and understand is this. Why do we need to pray and fast? Why do we need to get before God in the throne room? Why? Because it's a spiritual issue, guys. It's not a fleshly issue. It is a spiritual issue. So we need to fight it with spiritual weapons. Not fleshly weapons, but with spiritual weapons. So it's a spiritual issue. The enemy is lying to us. He's the father of all lies. He's attempting to make us believe that it's a flesh issue. Why? Because all he wants you to do is stay in your flesh. And fight the battle in your flesh. But understand, as long as you stay in your flesh and you try to fight a spiritual battle, guess what? You will lose. Because you're fighting it in the wrong way. This week, God has been over and over and telling Chad, you're fighting it the wrong way. You're going about it the wrong way. And so we've got to fight with spiritual weapons that God has given us so that we can win the spiritual battle that's out there in this world. And so that we need to get refocused and excuse me as I move this because I will trip over that. I promise you. So we have to be careful, guys. Listen, I, this is, I wrote this down this week. That our churches, if we're not careful, will be a place where we come to be entertained. Our churches will be a, become a place where we come to be entertained. And what God has designed the church to do is, is for you to come and to get engaged. Not to be entertained. So if you walk away today not entertained, it's not my fault. I hope you did not come today to be entertained by the worship team. You came today to engage in a time of worship, not to be entertained by these people on the stage. You did not come here today to be entertained by a message, but you came here today hopefully to be engaged with the one that can change everything in your life. Church is not a place of entertainment. It's a place where we get engaged with the Holy Spirit. And that's where we're missing it. And that's what we need in our life. To engage back to where we need to be in our life with the Holy Spirit. Whatever the situation is in our life. Whatever you're going on in your life right now. Whether you're running from God or you're trying to get your life back where it needs to be. Understand this. God is fighting for you. We sang it this morning. God is fighting for you. (laughs) Right? Right? come on guys yeah 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 we're not we are not under the entertainment God is fighting for. I mean come on I mean that that's what we that's what I do I can't dance so I'm just going God is for. that's about as good as it gets right here for me I might get one of these and as you can tell it's not even it does, that doesn't even work good right but here's the deal man God wants us to get in his presence but the devil doesn't want you to get in his presence. Why? Because when you get in his presence, that's when everything changes. As we sang, when Jesus steps in the room, look out. And that's what we need. I want Jesus to come into this room every day. But what that means is i got to make it a priority in my life so that he can enter in. So that he can come in and rest in my life and change things that, didn't, that, that, you know, that I probably forgot about. But God's fighting for us. So in Ephesians chapter 6, in your Bibles, there in your Bible app, we have it available to you. I got all the scripture, or Logan typed up all the scripture there available. So you can click on your Bible app and you can go to events. And you can open up there right there where it says Legacy Church. And everything that, all the scripture that I'm going to be talking about is right there in front of you. So Ephesians chapter 6, starting with verse 10, it says this. It says, finally, be strong in the Lord in His mighty power says, put on the full armor of God so that you can take stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Look at your neighbor and say flesh and blood. But it's against rulers, against authorities, against powers in this dark world, and against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day, when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything... Stand. Stand. You see, Paul is telling us this morning is this in that scripture. He's telling you today, guys, listen, you're in a spiritual battle. You're fighting for your families. You're fighting for your minds. You're fighting for your marriages. You're fighting for those things in your life. That we are in a spiritual battle in our life, and we're fighting. We're fighting our minds every single day. We're fighting to keep our families together every single day. We're fighting for all these things in our life, but it's a spiritual battle. It's a spiritual battle, Paul tells us, and we cannot fight against it with the flesh, but we have to battle in the spirit. I remember years ago when Teresa and I first got married and we had been married probably about a year. I remember during that time we we had some youth pastors come into our church who kind of brought us under their wing and just loved on us and and, and all that stuff. And then then they left and, and then... It's like we were put in charge of the, of the youth department and, and I didn't know what I was doing. She knew what she was doing, but I didn't know what I was doing. She was preaching on Wednesday nights. I hadn't, at the time, had not been called to preach. I was like, do your thing. I'm just here, you know. But the problem was that I worked out of town every single day and I would come home on Wednesday nights. And can I be honest with you? I was tired. So you know what I tell her? I say, listen, I'm not going to church with you tonight. Can I tell you that didn't go over too well in the house? We lived in a mobile home and we yelled and, and she was on one end and I was I heard everything she said. It didn't because of, I mean, we were like right there. I mean, we fought, really, we fought, fought, and fought, and I'm like, I'm, I don't care what you say, I'm not going. I'm tired, I don't want to go. So she's crying, she'd load up Logan in the car and she'd go to church and try to try to do youth on Wednesday night. We fought and fought and fought, and finally she told me years later, she goes, you know what I did? She said, I gave the situation to Jesus. You know what I did? I started praying and fasting for you. That that spiritual thing that was attached itself to you, not flesh, but spirit, that was attached itself to you would begin to break. And guess what? It did. But you know how it started? Spiritual battle. Praying and fasting. Not griping at me every single day. How could you lose her? What do you doing? I can't believe you. I heard, listen... I heard it all, but she, she just says, you know what, whatever, and she started praying, and slowly, it started breaking off of me, why, because it's fault in the spiritual, guys, and so, so let that sink in. into, some of you are trying to fight the enemy today, he's lying to you, and you're fighting him with, with fleshly things and fleshly things, and, and God says, listen, you better battle in the spiritual, because if you don't, you're not going to win, you're not going to win. You better go to Him in, in spiritual and fight and pray and fight and pray because that's what we have to do. Because that's what we're up against, man. That's why it's so important, and I encourage you, starting January the 27th, to pray and fast. Whatever it is that you want to pray and whatever it is that you want to give up in your life, give it up for, that, for those 10 days and pray and fast and seek God. Why? Because I want to see some spiritual battles won, amen? amen? I want to see some situations change in some people's lives. But Mark chapter 3, verses 14 and 15, it says this. It says that he appointed the 12 that they might be with him and that that they might send them out to preach and to have authority to drive out the demons. Guys, understand something today. It's time that the church starts exercising the authority that God's given us. We've been given God-given authority from above. And it's time that we start using it. He said, but he sent them out to preach the gospel. But guess what? He gave them authority to do what? Cast out demons. To fight spiritual battles. To fight things that they're going to come up against in their life. That's what he, get. he prepared them to go out and do. Same thing with you. you got to prepare here. Everything's got to be prepared here before you go out there. Make sure that your heart is right. Make sure you're doing the things that you need to do so that you can go out and win the battles that is there why? Because I want to tell you this morning is this: the devil is real. He is real. He is not some made-up person. He is, not, he is real, and he's fighting every single day. Talk to people that go to church. Talk to people that's been being uh, fought every single day by the, by the enemy. He, they can tell you, he's real. And so I want to tell you this morning is you gotta fight him. You can't allow him just to do what he wants to in your life. 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 8, it says this: it says, Be alert and, and, and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verses 4 says this: the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ who is the image of God. He has blinded unbelievers. And guess what? He has blinded bo- believers as well to where we can't see anything, to where we can't look around or see anything that's going around us. We've lost our focus. We can't see anything in front of us. And He's doing it every single day. And we are allowing Him to. We are allowing Him to. But it's time that we stand up and fight this spiritual battle that lays out in front of us. The enemy is blinding people every single day from the truth. But understand this: that you and I have a mission, just like the enemy. He has a mission as well. And Jesus tells us in John chapter ten, verses ten. The enemy's mission is this: you got that he's going to steal, kill, and destroy you. So he is real. He's not some just fairy tale, whatever. He's real. And He will fight you until you die. And it's time that we stand and fight against Him. But fighting in the spiritual, not the flesh. Another thing I thought about is the devil is very strategic. Remember when Jesus, after His 40 days, was tempted. And after the end of the temptation, the devil comes to Him and He says these words in Luke chapter 4, verses 13. He says this, And when the devil had ended every temptation... He departed from him until the next opportune time. So what the enemy is looking for, he's looking for another opportunity to tempt you. He's looking for another opportunity to come into your life, to persuade you, to make you believe certain things. He's not going to stop. He's going to look for every opportunity that he can come into your life and destroy you. And can I tell you this morning, I'm not a smart person. You guys are much smarter than I am. I'm not smart, but I do know and understand some of the most opportune times that the enemy wants to fight you. Are you ready? Wednesday night and Sunday morning. Wednesday night and Sunday morning. Why? Because those are the days of worship. Those are the days where we're, where, where we're called together to come and, and, and get in the Word and worship and pray. He will fight you on those days. But he will also fight you on the other days too. But he's looking for every opportunity to come into your life. The de- Listen, the devil is smart. He's very strategic. And he's looking for ways to come into your life just like he did Jesus. He's looking for every opportunity to mess you up, to kill you, to destroy you. And what I've learned is this, is that if I keep putting myself back into those situations, guess what? I'm going to continue to lose. If I'm not changing something in my own life, if I know that I'm failing over here, if I know that there's something going on in my life over here, and I don't change it, guess what? It's going to keep happening. If I don't change the situation, if I don't do something different, it's going to keep happening. So if I don't move away from this and get away from it, as long as I stay there, it's going to just keep on and keep on. Because the devil, he knows he's very strategic. And He's going to fight you tooth and nail to get you to believe that you don't need to go to church, that you're not good enough to go to church, that you can't change. He's going to tell you all of that stuff to make you believe it. And the problem is normally we start to believe it. But He's going to fight you tooth and nail to get you to get away from what God's trying to do in your life. If you want to win in those moments of your life, then change those moments. Change that situation in your life. The devil also has power, but is very limited. You see, the enemy will do what you allow him to do in your life. He will try and rule over your life if you let him. He will try to make decisions for you if you let him. He will try to live your life for you if you let him. He will try to handle your marriage problems if you let him. If you let him, he will also try to handle your financial situations in your life if you let him. He will tell you how to be a parent if you let him. That's just how he is. He wants to rule your life. He wants to be in control. He wants to tell you how to be a parent. He wants to tell you how to be a husband. He wants to tell you how to be a wife. If you allow him to, he will. So you got to stand up against the forces of the enemy because it is real. He does have power, absolutely, but he doesn't have more power than God. That's a good place to say amen. He has power, but it's not more than God. But he wants you to believe that he great, has great power. But you know where his power comes from? The lies that he tells you. When you start believing the lies that he tells you, then his power is increased. Through the lies that he tells you, you keep feeding into it, you keep feeding into it, you keep feeding into it, and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. 1 John chapter 4, verses 4, it says this. It says, you, dear children, are from God and have overcome them but because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in this world. He's got power, but it's not, he doesn't have more power than you do. Let me tell you why. Because you have God living in your life. He has power, but it's not enough power. Well, uh, Revelation chapter 12, verses 7 and 8. It says this, The war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought back. But verse 8, this is where the title of the message comes from. But he was not strong enough. Look at your neighbor so he's not strong enough. But he was not strong enough and lost their place in heaven. He's strong, but he's not strong enough. That's why some of you are here this morning. He's strong, but he's not strong enough. He's got power, but it's not enough power to overcome you. He's strong, but you're stronger because that's what the Word says. Imagine that in your mind, this Scripture. This is, this is, this is our, our, our life. That the evil, evil and good is fighting in our life constantly. Constantly fighting. And it's our job to do what? To listen to the good and not the evil. And the Bible says that in just a few verses after that, that after that, the Bible says that Jesus, like a lightning bolt, sent enemy to the earth. Just like that, he was gone out of heaven. And that's the same thing that can happen in your life. He, in an instant, he can be gone out of your life if you tell him to go. By the power of what? Jesus that lives in you. Not your power, but, but God's power that lives inside of you. You can tell him to go and he has to leave. But you got to stop allowing him to win in your life. you got to connect with God and do the things that God's called us to do every single day, which is pray and fast. So real quickly, I'm going to give you three things this morning about the Scripture. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10, it says this. It says, finally, it says, be strong in the Lord and His mighty power. Number one is this. There's power in His name. There's power in His name. All you have to do is say it. All you have to do is say His name because there's power in His name. Our power, our strength comes from being in His presence. It comes from being in His presence. Listen, before we go out and fight, we got to make sure that everything in our life is right, that everything in our life is in order. Why? Because we got to have His presence to go out there and win the spiritual battles that's laying out in front of us. We have to have His presence because there's power in His name. It's just like a young young man or a young woman who who joins the military. There's a time called basic training that they prepare them mentally, physically. All these things, they prepare them to go out and to fight the battle. They don't just enlist in the army and then all of a sudden just give them a gun and say go have fun. But they prepare them. They get them ready for what the battle that they may face later on in life. It's the same thing with you. There's something that needs to happen in us before we can go out and fight out there. Basic training, let there be some learning, some teaching. That's, and through prayer and fasting, that happens. But there's power in His name. We need to be renewed when we're in His presence. We get adjusted when we're in His presence. We get lined back up when we're in His presence. Luke chapter 10, verses 17 says this. It says, The 72 returned with joy and said, Lord, even the demons are subject to Your name. Even the demons, even the darkness of hell, even all the spiritual things that God, that we faced out there that day, they're even subject to your name, that all we had to say the name of Jesus and everything changed. Why? Because there's power in the name. There's power in His name and everything changes when you speak it. Why? Because His name has authority. Acts chapter 3, verses 6, it says this, Then Peter said, Silver or gold I do not have. But what I have, I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Walk. He didn't say in the name of Peter. He didn't say in the name of John. He didn't say in the name of Nathaniel. He didn't say any other name but the name of Jesus. And in that moment, the man stood up and began to walk. What what would happen if the man stayed there and didn't get up? Would that change God's power? Absolutely not. Because God is real, and He still has power. And all we need to do is speak the name of Jesus over your situation in your life, and God can change it in a moment. There's power in the name. Number two is this. Suit up because the fight is real. Suit up because the fight is real. Look at verses 11 and 12. It says this. It says, put on the what? What's the next word there? Full. Full. Full armor of God. So that you can take stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle, for our battle, for this thing that we're going against is not flesh and blood. But it's against rulers. It's against authorities. It's against powers in, the, in this dark world. And against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Guys, it is not flesh and blood, but it is a spiritual battle. So you better suit up and put on what God has for you. You can't pick and choose what, what item that you want to put on that day. You can't just choose to put on the helmet and nothing else. But the Bible says put on the full armor of God. Full. The complete outfit. Ladies, you know. You've been there. You got ready to go out on a date, some whatever. It's not right unless you get the, everything. I don't know. I'm just saying Okay, y'all looking at me like, little, you know a little bit too much about this. I'm, I've been married for 24 years, okay, so I, I watch and see. But you got to have the whole package, the whole suit. Why? Because it makes a difference. It makes a difference in your life that if you put on the full armor of God. Why? Because if you don't, the enemy is very strategic again that he's going to come after you in the areas that you don't put on. There's nothing that the devil throws against you that God hasn't already seen nor has he already defeated. There's nothing that you face or you will, that you will face that God has not already seen it and he's not already defeated it. Do you believe it this morning? That's what we have to believe. God's already defeated it. God's already taken care of it. I'm just going to put on the armor and I'm going to do what God's called me to do. Listen, God's given us everything we need to fight. Everything that we need to fight in this life, this spiritual battle, everything we, God has given us is right there available to us. But I can tell you this morning is this. If you leave it sitting in the corner, it's not doing you a bit of good. If you don't put it on, it's not doing you any good. Colossians chapter 2, verses 15 says this. And having disarmed the powers and authorities. I love this scripture right here. And he says this. He made a public spectacle of them triumphing over them by the cross. The day that the enemy was trying to make Jesus a public spectacle as He he stood there and hung on the cross naked, He was trying to make Him a public spectacle that day. But look what God did. He turned the situation around and He made the enemy a public spectacle on that day. Same thing with you. You can make the enemy look foolish. You can make the enemy look like a public spectacle in your life if you'll just stand up against him and fight him, just like Jesus did that day. In Mark chapter 8, verses 34, it says this, Then he called the crowd to him along his disciples and said, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and then take up their cross and follow me. I want to tell you this morning is this, the cross is not a symbol of a burden. It's not a burden. It's a symbol of truth. It's a symbol of love. It's a symbol of freedom. It's a symbol of forgiveness. It's not a burden in your life. But we treat it as a burden. But I want to tell you this morning, it is not. It is a symbol of forgiveness and love that God showed us that day when He hung on that tree. And what God is telling us is this, that Monday morning when you get up to go to work, guess what? Pick up your cross and follow Him. Why? Because when you go through the day and you're having hard times and you don't understand when you're, why you're facing these battles and you're going against the enemy, guess what? You can look over your shoulder and you can see freedom, you can see liberty, and you can see love, and you can see passion. Why? Because it's all rolled into the cross. And in that moment, you can be reminded that's right, the devil, you will not win. You will not win in my family. You will not win in this situation. Why? Because I got the power of God living in my life, but I also have it sitting on my shoulder through the cross. But you got to pick it up and carry it daily, just like you got to do when, the enemy, when, the, when you go out every single day and fight. You got to take that armor and you got to put it on your life because the enemy is not there to play patty cake with you. He's there to take you out. And you better know and understand that, the, that God has given you everything that you need in your life to fight against the schemes that the enemy's going to throw against you because the fight is real and it's time that we suit up. Shelby, I want to ask you to come if you would. The last thing I want to tell you is this. Very simple. All you need to do is stand. All you need to do is stand. Stand. Hunter, if you help me on the stage, if you don't mind. Bring one of those chairs up here, please, sir. I had, this, I had this thought the other day, this illustration that came to my mind, and I want to share it with you, if you don't mind. This, for just a second, okay, I want you to understand something. This is us every single day. Good looking, sharp dressed dude or lady. But this is our life right here. We stand up, we go to work, and the devil comes in and he does this. We stand up, the devil comes in, and he does this. We stand up, the devil comes in, and we let him keep doing this. We stand up, we go, we go, we go, we come in, and he does this. till finally, we, we keep this position right here. There's no more standing. We keep this position because we're tired. Because we stand up, and guess what? We get pushed back down. Well, Pastor Chad, you don't understand. I'm standing and then guess what? I'm back down again. That's where, that's where the enemy wants you to stay right there in that position. Because this is the defeated position. This right here is just like, this is the comfort zone. This is where you stop fighting anymore. This is where you don't care anymore. You're just like, listen, I just want to get through this life. I just want to make it through this day. God, just please hurry up and come home. I I just want to make it through this day. We're not called to live here. The Bible says to what? Stand. Stand up for me. This is where we need to stay. Stand. Because in this position, why? You're ready for battle. And what happens is when you stand, the enemy's going to come in, he's going to try to push you, but you're pushing against him now. You're not allowing him to win. So you've got your feet firmly planted on the ground, the solid foundation in God, and he's trying to push, and he's trying to push, and he's so strong, and he's got all these big... But he's not winning. Why? Because you're standing on firm foundation. Like the Bible says, you've done everything you can do. I don't know what else to do. The Bible says just stand. All you've got to do is stand there. Because standing is a position that, you know what, enemy, you're going to come after me, but I'm ready to fight. I'm not going to tuck my tail between my legs and run. I'm fighting. Because this is a spiritual battle. This is no longer a physical or a fleshly battle. This is a spiritual battle. An enemy, you will not win in my life. That's it. Stand. That's why some of you are still here today. Because you're standing. The enemy's done everything. He's fought tooth and nail. He's done everything, but you're here. You're standing. I'm going to tell you this morning, keep standing. Keep standing. Because he's going to come along in another opportune time. He's going to try to push you down, but he can't because you're ready for him. You're ready for him. Thank you, Hunter. Stand. It says, therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes that you may be able to stand your ground. And when you've done everything you know to do, when you've fought as hard as you can fight, when you've given everything that you can, the Bible says, Paul says there in that that Scripture, he just says, stand. Philippians chapter 4, verses 1 says this, therefore, my brothers and sisters, you whom I love and long for, my joy, my crown, he says this, stand firm in the Lord in this way, dear friends. Galatians chapter 5, verses 1 it is for freedom that Christ has set you free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. Romans chapter 5, verses 2. Through whom we have gained access by faith into His, into His grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verses 13. Be on guard. Stand firm in your faith. Be courageous and be strong. Look at your neighbor and say, stand. Come on, everybody. I want you to stand all over this place. Some of you are trying to make decisions. Some of you are trying to live a better life. Some of you are, 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 are trying to change things in your life and the enemy just keeps fighting you. He keeps pushing you down. You keep saying, I want to tell you this morning, just stand, keep doing what you're doing. Just keep making, as Logan said last week, just keep, keep making small steps. You climb a ladder, one ladder at a time. You get to Jesus one step at a time. Father, today we love you. God, we thank you for your word this morning. Because your word is truth. the God, that your name is the name that has power. That God, whatever situation that we have in our life, God, all we have to do is speak the name of Jesus over it and everything begins to change in that situation. Even though we may not see it physically, God, but something is happening in the spiritual realm, God, when we cry out to you and we say, Jesus, over that situation. But God, not only that, God has his time that your people, time to suit up and fight because the enemy is real. The struggle is real. He's very strategic. He's going to do everything he can to knock you off course, to get you to believe that you're worthless, to get you believe that you can't change, to get you believe that you have to keep going back to that situation in that life because that is who you are and that is a lie. That is not who you are. You are who God says you are, which is you are more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ himself. Stand. Just stand firm. Put your feet planted on that firm foundation. God, I'm not going to be moved. No matter how deep the waters may get, no matter how strong the winds may come, God, I am standing firm in you because I'm placing my firm, my footing on your foundation. Thank you once again for joining us at Legacy Church. Stay tuned in to our website for updates on events and check out other messages under the online listening tab. We'd love to see you, so join us Sundays at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. Have a blessed day.